Hello and welcome to the Highway to Hoover podcast. I am your host, Joe Healy, joined as always by my podcast partner and my partner over at SEC Extra, Mark Etheridge. We are happy you're here. We are happy that you're joining us on this season preview edition of the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about the Auburn Tigers today. We will jump into that here momentarily. But first, I must tell you that the Highway to Hoover podcast is presented and will be all season by Brock's Gap Brewing Company in Hoover, Alabama. We are super excited about this partnership with, with Jamie Cato and his team over at Brock's Gap Brewing Company in Hoover. We've got a lot of cool stuff lined up with them. Um, we can't announce too much yet because we've still got some some I's to dot and some T's to cross and, and what have you, but stay tuned on that. We're, we're just really excited about the partnership. Mark and I are looking forward to spending a little time there when we're at the SEC tournament in Hoover and hope you are as well. Um, I would be a little more specific on the location of Brock's Gap Brewing Company, but I think the best way to tell you is that if you are at the Hoover Met, you are basically there. It is in the parking lot, more or less, of the of the Hoover Met. And it's just a really cool space they have there. So we're we're looking forward to to hanging out. Um, Mark, today we're going to talk about the Auburn Tigers. And I will I'm going to lean on your historical kind of knowledge here. Um, you know, you've been covering this league intensely for for a couple of decades now. I mean, give us <laughs> kind of some historical context for how impressive it is what Butch Thompson and his staff have done. Uh, since he's been there in terms of getting Auburn to this place where they've been in Omaha, you know, whatever it is, two times in the last four years or two of the last three, I forget what the numbers are there, but, but uh, yeah, two of the last three full seasons, they've been um, in Omaha and in three of the last four, they've been in a super regional. So um, give us kind of the rundown of, of how impressive that is understanding what previous iterations of Auburn baseball were like. Yeah. Butch has done what others had not been able to, to sustain. And I think, you know, he's such a, you know, an unassuming regular guy that I, I think he kind of gets overlooked when you, you look at, you know, the, the top coaches in the sport. He's not a self-promoter. He's, he's not someone who's, who's going to give, a, you know, a, a cool soundbite. He's just a baseball coach, man. And, and he's, he's really a, a guy that um, ha, has been able to galvanize locker rooms he's been able to 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 bring um bring everyone heading in the same direction and and i think you know that sometimes can be a difficult thing uh when you don't have success everyone loves to jump on the you know the bandwagon when you're doing well but butch had to get Auburn there right and and do that you know it, and now it's sustained i mean he's got it rocking and even though um you know, they, they certainly lost some, some good players this year or for off last year's team. I mean, they're, they're at a point where they get the benefit of the doubt. I mean, they're just – I feel like they're at that level where they're going to succeed, and, and that's that's all about Bush Thompson. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Auburn was a team – well, let me put it this way. When I get asked occasionally, I'm, I'm sure you do as well, to kind of – summarize how the sec got to be this difficult you know how did it get to this place and, and one of the things i point to is you know look at what auburn is doing now i mean it wasn't so long ago like they had a run you know there were late 90s early 2000s very good auburn teams but by and large the, the last couple of decades you know auburn was a team on the schedule most years that you looked at and said okay well that's that's a series win 
But for a long time, that was kind of the case with Auburn more often than not. And now Auburn is, you know, 100% all in and, and winning and, you know, getting to Omaha. And, and so that's just another team in the SEC that is that is competing at that kind of level. And you stack that up on, you know, enough times on top of each other because there are other examples in the SEC and that's what you get. So really impressive movement for that for that program. Um, so excited to talk a little bit about it um, and, and kind of jump into this specific team. Here's the format we're going to go with for these preview episodes. If this is the first one you've listened to, if you're an Auburn fan and this is the only one you'll listen to, here's the, the format. I will start off by giving a little rundown of the team's performance last season. Then Mark and I will talk a little bit about what we like about the team. We'll each give an answer there. We will talk about the questions we have about the team. We'll give an answer there. And then we will wrap up by talking about what needs to happen for this team to be the best version of itself. So um, Auburn last year, 43 and 22 overall, 16 and 13 in SEC regular season play, of course, reached the College World Series. Um, we do not have Auburn ranked uh, in this preseason, which uh, much the ire of their fans. And hey, I get it. Um, you know, to Mark's point, they're a team that has kind of earned the benefit of the doubt. Um, but ultimately they were just on the outside looking in for us in the top 25 deliberations. And this is how the SEC works. They will have ample opportunities to prove they're one of the 25 best teams in college baseball. And, you know, something tells me they will make appearances in that ranking at some point or another before the season is done. So okay. let's go ahead and jump in here, Mark. Let's start off by uh, talking a little bit about what uh, you like about the Auburn Tigers. Well, I think it starts with Joseph Gonzalez. I mean, you know, he'll be their Friday ace unless there's a huge surprise. And, you know, Team USA guy, really accomplished pitcher. And he gives them the ability to match up, right? Um, SEC, it seems like everyone has an ace. Or if you don't, you're in trouble. And and he gives them one. Um, It's a team without a lot of um, known commodities. There's, There's plenty of talent. But people are moving into different roles. You, you've got a lot of lost production to, to make up for. So having that one guy that you know, okay, I'm going to give him the ball on Friday and I know what I'm going to get. And I, I think that's a huge key for Auburn this year and, and probably the leading thing that, that has me excited about him. It's such a great call. And he's such a fascinating guy because he's, you know, if you're thinking of, Auburn aces of past years, you know, Tanner Burns, Casey, like he's not that in terms of stuff and all that, like he, he, but he's got a chance numbers wise to be in that realm. And, you know, he pitched for, for team USA over the summer. And I, you know, I was, I talked to some of the the coaches who worked with him with team USA and, and there were rave reviews coming out from his time there. And, and when they went to the Netherlands, he was arguably their best guy. And a lot of the reviews I got were just that he just knows what he's doing. Like it's not the, it wasn't the best stuff on the team. It's not the most deceptive. It's not, it's not really the best of anything. It was just a guy who knows how to command his pitches, has an idea, knows how to execute, you know, soaks up information really well, learns on the fly, like all the stuff that you want to hear. Um, you know, I got about him. So that that's a great call there. I would, I would add on to that. What I like is that, for all the turnover here, and we'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure it's a pretty old, what I would say an old ish lineup, right? So you've got guys who are very old in college baseball years, like case and Howell, who's going on his fifth year of being a starter for, for Auburn in center field. But, you know, Cole Foster and Bobby Pierce, and Bryson Ware, and Nate LaRue, 
Um, they're adding a transfer in Justin Kirby from Kent State, who's a, a veteran. So it's going to be a lineup that I think is is not going to be um, intimidated by anything. I think it's going to be a really solid lineup. So you know, the, the key these days, especially in a, in a transfer portal era, is is get old and stay old, and that's harder and harder for teams to do, even in the SEC. And I think Auburn's got a, a really good group of older players who they, they kind of know what they're going to get, especially at, at key positions, right, where you've got Nate LaRue behind the plate and, you know, you've got Cole Foster, you know, sliding over to shortstop and Case and Hal playing center field. And the, the premium defensive positions, you kind of know what you're going to get from those guys. So I think that's a really good a good sign for for that group. So um, mm-hmm. I think we'll talk a little bit later about kind of what to expect from that lineup, or at least on my end, I, I will, but they do have some certainty there. And I do like that it is, is an older group. So um, let's move on to the questions we have about the team. Uh, Mark, what are, yeah. what are your questions about Auburn? Well, there's 24 new players. I mean, that's a lot of new faces. Um, and a lot of talented players, a lot of people um, that, maybe aren't expected to to just come in and be a star right you're you're not expected to come in and, and be a splash guy so maybe there's not as much pressure on those guys and, and, and that'll help them but they really need somebody they really need some of these new players to come in and and and, and elevate and you know you're not going to have a sunny to share you're not looking for that and i know everybody including myself want you know Every every transfer is now compared to Sonny, right? So most everyone's going to, you know, to not measure up. But you don't need that. You just need you, you need the, the the sum of the parts to equal, right? So I, I think that's where Auburn is. We just don't know where that's going to come from. The good news is they have a lot of candidates. Uh, the bad news is, I mean, they just you know you have people trying to fill different roles than they've than they have a track record of filling. Yeah, I think that's I'm I'm in agreement there. I, I I kind of worded it as can this team win slugfests, you know, with with their lineup. I mean, mm-hmm. because Sonny was such a he just gave them this this centerpiece that everything kind of revolved around and I wrote it in one of my SEC extra pieces that it will be up on the site soon just about you know, how much, just how good he was. If you look at the traditional stats, they're great. If you look at analytic stats, you know, he was top five in the nation in WRC plus and in WOBA, which are some advanced stats. I mean, no matter how you judge it, he was excellent and was such a luxury for that, for that team. And, and they probably aren't in Omaha without him. Um, so, you know, when this team kind of gets in these slugfests, can they, can they compete? is there enough physicality in the lineup? Is there enough dynamism in the lineup? And and I think there are some candidates there. I mean, I think one is Bobby Pierce, a guy who, you know, was, was really pretty good for them in in a little bit of a got going late and was probably better ultimately than the numbers look at, at first glance, just because of that. So by the time the the season really got to the business end, he was, he was really clicking. So um, that's one question. The other is just, what do they get behind Joseph Gonzalez uh, on the mound? Chase Alsup looks like the guy who's going to be their Saturday starter, at least to start. And it's, yeah. it's really good stuff. And I have a pretty high level of confidence. You know, we talked about this in the Arkansas preview episode of, of problem solving as the season goes on. And Auburn does a good job on the mound of that. I mean, it, it seems like this is a team that 
seems kind of almost snake bitten on the mound where it seems like they more so than a lot of other programs end up just having a, a couple of untimely injuries on the mound. And they, they always seem to find a combination that works. And so um, whether it's also, whether it's somebody else, like I think they'll get it figured out, but th- that is a question for me is that you kind of know what you're going to get with Gonzalez on Fridays. What, what do you get beyond that? Um, I think it's going to have a large bearing on, on how good they are. So that's, that dovetails right into the conversation of, of what this team needs to have happen to be the best version of itself. So Mark lay out that scenario where the best version of the Auburn Tigers happens. How did they get there? Their pitching staff is able to match up with the other teams, the other teams they're competing with, you know, for, for national honors, because right now, if you stack them up against say, say, just look at the West, where would you rank their pitching staff? I mean, sixth, seventh. I mean, it's it, you know based on what's what's been proven. That's not you know, but this it doesn't really matter where we are in the preseason. It matters where we are in June, and and I think that's where Auburn has a chance. And if they if they have some of these guys step forward and you know match expectation, and then then exceed, then that because I, I do have confidence that their offense is going to be fine. Um, it's just a question of who's going to be the the, the pitcher who, who steps up or pitchers who step up, um, you know, at the end of the game or the filling out the, the, the rotation, even in midweek. I mean, because this is a club with so many new players, you need early success, I think. And you don't want to bury yourself with early losses and then you're fighting uphill you know, to, to try to get back into this thing. Um, you know, when, when you have all these movable parts and, and, and changes, you know, success early, I think is, is very important. So I think that the two things for me is early success and, and the pitching staff being able, you know, to, to at least be level with, with these teams that they're facing. I'll agree with you. And I'll actually be a little more specific in my case. I think Chase also, I think for them to be as good as, as they can be, he needs to be a credible starter. Like I'm not saying he needs to go out and be an SEC pitcher of the year kind of guy or be as good or better than Joseph Gonzalez. Oh, that would be great. It's just, you know, he's a combination of a guy who has a, the stuff to be a top flight SEC starter and B has some experience. Now it was in a relief role. That's different. I get it, mm-hmm. but he kind of meets the Venn diagram of some experience and also the stuff to be a real dude. And Auburn has other guys, other options who are a little bit less stuff, more, more experienced, but a little bit less stuff. And then she stuff, is. but not she is. Yes, exactly. She right. Yeah. I mean, very experienced, not as much stuff or Zach Crotchfeld, a freshman stuff, not experienced. So right. um, also is kind of a combination of the two. So that's why I kind of look at him as can you be a credible starting pitcher? For them, I think that's a, a big piece of it there. And then the second part is no one guy is going to be Sonny D again, to your point, but you got to find someone to fill in that production because ultimately like the offense outside of Sonny was not that dynamic last year, which is not to say it was bad. It just wasn't that dynamic. They got the job done. They handled the bats. Well, they, they had guys come up big, but um, without him and that, that kind of force in the lineup, they, they've got to find more likely several different guys who step up and are a little better this year just to fill in some of that stuff, whether it's Bobby Pierce being a 15 home run guy and, and, you know, Cole Foster 
you know, being a 10 to 12 home run guy and hitting, you know, for a higher average and case and how maybe making some more things happen on the bases to push the issue. I think they're going to need a combination of things there, but the question is just how can they fill in that missing production? And so I think that they're going to, they're going to need that because to your point about the pitching, you know, where does it stack up with the rest of the sec? I think you can ask the same question about the lineup. I think the floor is really high for this lineup. The question is about the ceiling and for them to be as good as they can be. I think they need to, to show a little more ceiling than what we've seen proven production wise to this point. So um, yeah. that being said, I mean, you and I talked about it up top. I mean, there's, uh, you know, I think you and I both have a lot of confidence in this coaching staff. This program is kind of humming along at a, at a high level at this point. And, and I've, I've said about Auburn recently, it kind of seems like, you know, with the exception of the 2021 season, which was the post COVID year was kind of weird for everybody. And a lot of stuff just went wrong for them, got sideways on them outside of that year. Auburn is always kind of, you know, 25 to 40% better than they look like they're going to be on paper. And I think we have to assume it's going to be a little bit like that this year. So they've got questions, but I'm confident they'll find some answers. So we shall see once the season gets going. That will do it for this Auburn preview episode of the Highway to Hoover podcast brought to you brought yeah, brought to you by, I stumbled over those words there, brought to you by Brock's Cab Brewing Company in Hoover, Alabama. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.